Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me once again. I uh, always look forward to recording these episodes and talking to you all. It is one of the highlights of my weeks, sometimes that are very busy, just as (laughs) you all experience in your day-to-day lives. Um, So I always appreciate it. Um, Support the podcast at patreon.com slash light files. But more importantly, uh, join the conversation. Uh, Share with a friend, share with a colleague, share with a whomever in the lighting industry that you think might even occasionally learn something or get some useful tidbit or anything of the kind (laughs) just by listening to this podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. The, the, the sharing, the rating, the subscribing, the reviewing five stars, please. Um, (laughs) all of this goes really a long way to not only help support this podcast, but help support our lighting industry and everything we are looking to do, uh, together. And so thank you so much. So my light file this week is a question that I heard recently that has been rolling around in my mind, and uh, I had some thoughts related to it. So I wanted to share some of that with you all. The question, the big question for this episode, what can you let go of that isn't serving your business? So what can you let go of in your daily life, in your daily routines, in your weekly routines? What can you let go of that isn't serving your business? So I have four things here um, that I'm going to talk about. And then I really, this would be a great episode for uh, thoughts, sharing, give me some uh, input on what you think about this, um, because I'm sure... There's a lot of things that we could all let go of that aren't serving our business that we just kind of don't think about on a daily basis. Um, But by sharing kind of these thoughts with one another, it might lead to a real aha moment of, oh yeah, that's definitely something I really don't need to be doing anymore, or we can make this change. So the first thing that I can let go of that isn't serving my business is It's all in relation to attitudes, bad attitudes, frustration, impatience, annoyance, all of those things that have kind of been percolating in our businesses for the past couple years under the pandemic. It, you know, biz frustration in owning a business is like par for the course. It's always like kind of a part of the gig, but I definitely know we've definitely had some some pressure cooker moments <laughs> over these past 24 months or so. Um, and right now is another uh, a great example of a time when the world has just a lot going on and it's so easy to carry that bad energy into work every day. And I know so many of you that are listening to this are leaders in your organization, leaders in your business, whether it's, you know, ownership or management. Um, And I, you all know, it's like one of those things you hear all the time, but it really matters the energy that you carry to work as the leader, as the manager, that energy that you take into your business 
really affects the rest of your staff, even if it's just in a small way because you had one bad day. But if you have like a bad week, a bad month, a bad whatever, that can really have a trickle down effect into the rest of your team. And when that energy is negative, that's not necessarily a good thing. When the energy is positive, it can be really uplifting. So the one of the biggest things that I can let go of that isn't serving my business are these moments of frustration. For me, impatience is my thing. I am the least patient person on the face of the earth. I have zero in terms of patience level. If it was scale of one to a hundred, I'd probably be negative. I, <laughs> I am just so impatient. I want to get tasks done. I want to process. So I'm trying to find... Uh, some grace there to let go of my impatience, to let go of the annoyance that is just necessarily going to happen because I'm impatient and I didn't get what I needed right when I wanted it. So I'm trying to find a way to let that negative energy and those negative thoughts go. Um, because I know just by observing how that can affect the rest of my team, I know it's not serving my business, even if it's justified, even if that bad attitude is justified because you just had to get yelled at by a customer and you just want to throw up your hands and say, I'm done with this forever. <laughs> um, you Finding a way to let that go, taking a breath, moving on and finding a positive outlook is so critical to what you do and to the success, not only of you, but of your team. And when your team is successful, your business can thrive on and on. So that's my first one. My second thing that I could let go of that isn't serving my business is any vendor, sales agent, or other business tertiary partner, not like an actual partner in my business, but somebody that I do business with, any vendor rep or partner a uh, business partner that isn't a true partner in my business. So by like other businesses partners, I mean like an accountant, an attorney, those kind of like tertiary people that support our businesses through services. I'm sure there's a better word for it, but that's <laughs> just what keeps springing to my mind. So if a vendor isn't supporting my business and how my business operates, and the things that I know that I need for my business to be successful, I really just don't have time or bandwidth to deal with them anymore. I try to be very forthcoming with my vendor partners about what works for me, what doesn't work for me. I try to be very fair and understand that there are some things that I need, like a quick response to an email, and there are some things that I don't need, like dating or, you know, whatever. So like there's absolutely give and take here. There's things that I need to make my business successful. And there's things that uh, don't matter so much to me. But a true vendor partner for me is one who listens to me with what I'm saying about what works for me and what doesn't for me and responds accordingly uh, in whatever manner that be, and also provide some hopefully useful or insightful feedback on what they see in the, in the world at large that might help my business in ways that I haven't thought of before. 
So if you're not a partner to my business in a way that really lifts us up, and honestly, I can think of a million little things where this comes into play, um, and some big ones too, like margins or discounting or whatever, like there's absolute big ways. Uh, there's uh, selling direct to consumer, direct to designer, things like this that I don't feel serve my business, uh, but that I'm willing to have a dialogue about and conversations. And these conversations that we have can help us grow together in business. So I know I've said it on this podcast before, and I happen to say it in a meeting again today. Like, I really just want to sell things. <laughs> My big picture job is to be a distributor of products and services. And that is what I want to do. And I want to do that with people that can enable me to do that efficiently, effectively, and make the most money doing it. It's really very simple when you boil it down to those terms. I have to work with somebody that has product, that will engage with me, that will work with my business and the market that I'm in to put together packages and product that will work for my market area and the customers that shop with me and allow me to generate more and more and more sales because that's all I really want to do. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people, that's all we really want to do. <laughs> we just want to be able to sell our goods and make a nice living at it and take care of our employees and chunk a little money away in savings. It's not like, you know, this isn't rocket science. <laughs> or as I like to tell my staff, it's not open heart surgery. It's just lighting. Everything will be okay. <laughs> um, so that's something that I think we should all take a moment to think about and think about what can you let go of in terms of vendor partnerships that aren't serving you, or maybe not let go of, but maybe pull back from. Is there something that you're just trying to force to happen because you think you should, or because it seems popular, but it's not really something that benefits your business in the long run? Are you just supporting something that isn't supporting your business back? Because it is absolutely a give and take. And the, the, the products and people that I have the most success with, that I make the most money with, are the ones where there is collaboration, give and take. I say what I need. They meet those needs. They also provide some insight on things that I might try or work on or test this out. And they make it easy for me to try new things. It's not like a huge investment that I feel like, oh my God, if this doesn't work out, it's going to be a disaster or whatever. Those are the partnerships that work so well for me and make my business money. And you know what? They make those vendor partners money too. And it can take time. It takes time to either pull back from something you've already done and to really gain traction with something else. You know, I've found in some of these changes I've made uh, with vendors, it can take up to 24 months for this to really pay off. But if you make the change and you start seeing some positive you know, benefit for your, your business, if you can really like kind of double down and commit to it, 
I think within two years, if not sooner, you're really going to be maximizing that value. You're going to have so many more uh, purchasing, like you're going to have so much more purchasing power by doing more business with this company. And it can really turn things around from just being okay to being really good. So I would encourage you to take a look at partnerships of your business of all kinds that aren't serving you. An accountant that isn't putting a lot of thought into your corporate taxes, who just, you know, fills in the blanks, calls it a day. But maybe there's a few tweaks they could be making to your tax returns that might really save you a bunch of money. So those, you know, everything from from taxes to your who you're being a distributor for and who you're working with, examine all those things and really think, is this serving my business or is it not? And if it's not, can I let it go and how do I exit from it? The third thing that I would suggest letting go of is doing the same old. And that's probably the most like trite advice. Like, yes, of course, Lisa, (laughs) doing same old, same old isn't something that works generally in the long term. But I find it is so easy to fall into our habits and to break them is really difficult. So... I don't just mean the same old in terms of like how your showroom looks and operates, although that's certainly a part of what I'm going to talk about, but doing the same old in terms of your own personal workflow. What are you doing every day when you get to work? What's the next thing after that? What's the next thing after that? Are these things really making you more productive? Are they really bettering your business? Are they increasing your engagement with your staff? Are they bringing more customers in the store? Are they enhancing your bottom line? Or is it just a habit you've created over years and years and years of doing the same thing every day? Is it productive or is it just comfortable? I think that's something we should all spend a lot of time thinking about um, in terms of our own personal work behaviors Am I dropping everything to answer this email because it's actually productive and makes my business money? Or is it just a habit that I've developed? Or would my day be more successful if I answered emails in the mornings, in the afternoons, and didn't pay attention to them otherwise? Just think about it. Are you, is your work habit actually productive, efficient, effective, making you money, or is it just something you've gotten used to doing? I would say the same thing about your showroom and your display space. Are you doing just the same old, same old? Going to market, buying new displays, taking these down, hanging these up occasionally when you have a hole? Or are you really thinking about the merchandising and the display of your showroom? Is it, does it look the same when you walk in the front door of your store today as it did six months ago? As it did a year ago? Does it look the same as it did two years ago? If your showroom hasn't noticeably changed from a customer walking in the door's perspective in the past several months, um, then I would suggest that's not serving your business and it's time to let that display go and it is time to re-merchandise. 
I think we definitely all fall into this trap of thinking light fixtures are not replaced more than a few times over a whole homeowner's life, right? But if you think about all of the lights in a person's home, there is plenty of opportunity with all of the light fixtures in the world that surrounds us for those to be changed even in one home on a fairly regular basis. Maybe they do the kitchen now, the dining room in two months, the bedroom in two months after that. But the best way for you to keep those customers engaged is to have a fresh display every time they walk in and they feel reinvited back into your space. And oh my gosh, that's so lovely. I didn't see that before. And oh, I just can't wait to see what new you have. And I think we definitely get trapped into this. We know we go to market twice a year, we buy maybe once a year for a display, and our showrooms look pretty static outside of when those big changes happen. And I think that we would all be serving ourselves, our customers, our showrooms, our businesses more if we were more flexible with how often and how frequently we changed our merchandising. And it's not just inside the front door. Is it at your sales counter? Is other key areas in your showroom where people tend to congregate and hang out? We all have them. If you've been in your business any more than just a few months, you know where the traffic patterns are. You know where people tend to go and hang out. So what are you doing in those areas to bring customers in more? What are you doing to engage them more in those important spots in your store? And have you let go of the displays that, gosh, you know, I spent that much money on this and I really just don't want to take it down but is that display really serving you or is it time to let it go and bring in something new and fresh and inviting? Even if it's just a statement piece for people to talk about and you have a few of those around the store and you change them out every three to four months, is that enough to let go of the old in your business and bring in some new energy and new engagement and just a way to get your customers to better connect, not only with your business, but with your sales consultants and to feel excited every time they walk into your store. I also want to talk about doing the same old in terms of marketing strategies or being online, having an online presence for your business. It's, uh, it's critical. <laughs> you need an online presence for your business that said, I am not going to tell you that you have to have an e-commerce site for your business. You can, you can't, whatever works for you, but you do need to have a digital strategy of some sort, whether it's an e-commerce strategy, whether it's a social media strategy, I'm not sure because everyone has different strengths and desires, but there needs to be a digital strategy for your business that is engaging with the customers in your market area. And I'll tell you what, Meta, <laughs> aka Facebook and Instagram, makes it very easy to get content up and reach customers in your local market. You do not have to be a marketing whiz. You can just follow a few quick steps and you can be pushing out content and reaching people in your market area that will respond and engage with you. And you don't have to 
Um, you don't have to go buy an audience. Your audience with your engagement and your uh, commitment to it, they'll find you, they'll work with you, and you'll be surprised how much support you'll get from other people in our industry when you have a digital presence that really resonates with them. I get um, some of the same people like our Instagram posts, every single post. It's silly, but it really just is builds this little community of people that are always engaged with our content. So getting rid of doing the same old with your marketing and your digital strategy, if it's not working for you now, let's scrap it and let's think of ways that we can revamp. Don't abandon the digital space. Don't abandon online because the first thing you tried didn't work. Uh, reset and try something new. Maybe videos are your thing. Some people are really great on videos. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will never have a, a video version, <laughs> but some people are really great in that way. Some people are really great doing a podcast. Some people are really great taking amazing pictures or having just the perfect words to be a caption or they're funny, or they have just an interesting take on how things work. And that is the way to approach your digital strategy Find your niche in terms of how you like to interact and it will start paying off for you. Does it take time? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, everything in life takes time and it takes real commitment and follow through to it. But if you can keep it up, oh my gosh, it can be such a lovely avenue for reaching customers and having them engage with your business, even when they are scrolling through their phones at night in bed like before they go to sleep or when they wake up in the middle of the night and then you are top of mind when they go to work the next day and they just have great feelings about you. It can work so well. The last thing I want to encourage you to let go of that maybe isn't serving your business is aging inventory. Again, duh, Lisa, no brainer. I get it. But I also get that it can be so hard to part with those dollars when they are sitting in your warehouse in brown boxes, because I know I've done it. <laughs> I have some compact fluorescent recessed housings in my warehouse. So, you know, this is the pot calling the kettle black here, but it is absolutely something that we need to take control of in our businesses and not let aging inventory control us. Those compact fluorescent housings, they're not going anywhere. I'll try to donate them, but even then it's probably going to be a challenge. So I'm just going to have to scrap them and discard them. Fine. Just take the loss. There's no need for me to hold on to that product that is jamming up my already overflowing warehouse. And that's just one example of a product. I'm sure that we all could list a bunch of different things. Uh, old ceiling vans, uh, old whatever, uh, something that takes GU24 base lamps that really just aren't, aren't in vogue right now. Um, let go of that aging inventory. I know that end, uh, that uh, inventory and getting rid of it is normally like an end of year task, but I vote this year, let's change it up. Let's spring clean. 
Let's get rid of that inventory this spring and spend the remaining three quarters of the year working back any loss we had to take for getting rid of the inventory. Do a clearance sale, donate it. Just go ahead and and get a roll-off dumpster and discard anything that really is just of no value any longer. It was a value, but now it's not, and it's time to just part ways, take the uh, take the loss, uh, which could maybe end up being a, a tax benefit at, uh, for next year. Or you, like you said, like I just said, you spend the rest of the year, you freed up some space, you can bring in product that actually is valuable for you, and you've got the remaining three quarters of the year uh, to to make back that product, that loss in, in margins on product that actually works for you and works for your business, as opposed to not having any room for that product that works for you because you're still holding on to a pallet full of compact fluorescent recessed housings <laughs> or whatever the case may be. So what else? What else can you let go of that isn't serving your business? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Join the conversation. That's what we're here for. Everyone is welcome. You can message the podcast at Light Files on Instagram. You can drop me an email. Uh, I would love to hear from you. And your thoughts will absolutely make it into a future episode when I follow up on all the great suggestions we get about what can you let go of that isn't serving your business so that you can have an even better 2022 than you thought possible. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening and take care.